Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today, I talked with Brian Biddleman, a college student working two jobs, about the dangers of growing up in his hometown, training for American Ninja Warrior, and the art of rising and grinding. Enjoy! Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. So why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us more about you. So my name is Brian, 20 years old, uh, currently living in Lunenburg, Massachusetts, and full-time student, uh, trying to build a business, working out like two times a day, uh, trying to go to American Ninja Warrior, trying to run my own podcast, do basically everything I want to do in life young. I love it. That's very inspiring. So before we dig into your your activities right now, why don't you talk about what was it like growing up in your hometown? So I grew up the town like right next to the town I live in currently, which was like a city, like really like rundown city and when I lived there for like the first 14 years you know there it just like everyone there was just sketchy you always had to be on edge and it was basically like I don't want to call it like the ghetto but it was basically like where you always had to kind of like keep your head over your shoulder type place and so when I moved to the town I'm currently in, it's more of like, the only way I can describe it is more of like a rich town. So like everyone from this town is wicked nice. And, you know, it's just, it's so weird because in this town that I live in currently, everyone's super nice. And I came in, I actually moved here my freshman year of high school. So I was a new kid, didn't know anyone, switched schools, all that stuff. And everyone was super inviting, welcomed me in. And just going from that, like, place where you're just always, like, kind of like, all right, do I need to walk down this road or do I need to just keep walking and find another road to walk down? Like, and not worrying about that and just being, like, serene just every place that I go to is fine it's just it's such a difference right so why did you end up moving was it a family decision or can you talk about that a little bit so the reason I actually ended up moving was one night I want to say around like midnight I was in my room playing video games and my dad came running in told me to get on the ground and like seconds later we had a gang fight emerge like right outside our house oh my and gosh. no one like really saw it coming we haven't really had any like crime in our neighborhood and then like seconds later cops showed up started counting all the bullets and that night my dad was like no nah, we need to get out of here yeah, I can imagine. So, did your did your neighbors react the same way, or was it was it a uh, um, your family's just like we're we're leaving, we're done with this? 
It was mainly just my family. So little background, my family owned two houses in that neighborhood at the time. We still do. And we rented them out. They were both like duplexes. So, you know, you had like one family living on one side, one family on the other. And everyone else in the neighborhood wanted to stay. They didn't see anything wrong with it. But for my dad, it was like, it was it. He didn't want to put his family at risk and he didn't want to lose a kid. So he was like, no, we need to, we need to go. Yeah, that's, oh, that's really scary. Wow. Um, So what, what do you think was your best um, or happiest memory growing up? So my happiest memory growing up probably had to be back when I was like 10 years old. Uh, I had some friends like right around the block that I had like never met till I was 10. They weren't as privileged as me growing up and they didn't really have a family. So they used to be at my house all the time. And then it just emerged into like all my different neighbors that were like my age coming over. And so I remember there was one day that one of the brothers, it was their birthday and we didn't know it was their birthday. So like halfway through the day, I forget how it came about, but one of them mentioned that it was their birthday. So I was like, Oh, are you guys, you know, celebrating? having a cake, this and that. And they're like, oh, no, we don't do that. We don't really have the money for that. And we hopped in my mom's car, went to the store, bought a cake, got balloons, and we celebrated their birthday with them. And that, that like sticks out most to me, because I think that was like the first time, like, I'm 10 years old. So at the at that moment in my life, that was like the first time I realized just like how lucky I was to have the family I had. And like, just like also just the feeling of like doing something good for someone else like that. It was also like the first time I had like actually like tried to do something selfless. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did the kids react when you told them that you were going to, um, celebrate their birthday with them they they were so happy that i mean they didn't this was like three months after they like initially met me so i think this was like the first like large impact that i had on them and just after that it was like i could literally like tell you exactly what time they were going to be at my house to what time they were going to leave like from that day forward, they were always at my house. And it was That's just, awesome. it was amazing. So they were, were they your age? Yeah, one of them was my age and one of them was a little bit younger. That's awesome though. That, that I mean, you had probably such an impact on those kids and you never know what they're going to remember down the road. And the fact that you could um, probably have one of their strongest memories of that, like with them growing up is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. And I remember we had this family move into our neighborhood at one point. And 
they ended up moving into the same house as these brothers lived in. And these, the people that moved in, like vandalized a bunch of stuff in the neighborhood. They did a whole bunch of different things, like sold drugs and stuff. And one day the two brothers were coming over to my house and one of the neighbors approached them and started like getting angry and like just being real aggressive to them. And I remember it was like the first time that I'd ever like, I don't want to say like I saw someone get like picked on or like separated or like put into a box, but like it was, it was literally like, you know, you're associated with them. So I'm gonna assume that you're to blame for this. Right. You want to protect them. So what what do you think what motivates you like what gets you out of bed every morning i gotta say the biggest thing that gets me out of bed is the amount of people that have told me in my life what i can't achieve what 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 would you say to them now what would you say to those kids now honestly i would say thanks for the motivation thanks for really getting me there and also, it's it's not like because you told me what I couldn't do means that now that I'm doing that stuff, you still can't do it. I Anyone that has ever hated on me, I, I don't have room for hate in my life. So by all means, if you, if you want to succeed, go for it. Do it. Just because I'm on my way and I'm, I know I'm going to succeed one day doesn't mean you can't succeed as well. So what what are some things that you have been able to accomplish despite all of those haters, those negative comments, I guess you could say? The one thing that I've got to say I'm like most proud of is so many people used to like make fun of me because back in high school, I, I like just just for example, I like wasn't the most fit kid. So I got made fun of because I was a little chubby. Well, then I like lost a bunch of weight and I got into really good shape and people made fun of me because they thought I was skinny and I'm still not like where I want to be for how I look, but I'm proud of the journey that I've been on, how far I've come because I went from this like 160 pound plush plush kid like really like squishy to this like 135 pound kid my senior year of high school that was really scrawny really skinny and I just couldn't see it because you lose like 30 pounds you don't see that you just see like how far you came and now here I am sitting almost back up to 160 but in like really good shape And it's just, you know, everyone tells you what you can't do, but you know, you, I came this far and I'm not going to quit now. Yeah. And that just proves that you can't, if, if you try and model yourself after what people want you to look like or what, what people want you to be like, then you're not, you're not pleasing anybody but yourself because there's always going to be something to pick out. There's always going to be somebody that's going to talk down on you. And so I think the ultimate goal is for you to be happy with yourself, you know? 
Right. I, I definitely got to agree with that statement. So what, what do you think you're most passionate in life right now? My biggest passion has got to be American Ninja Warrior. I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Yeah, I've watched it. <laughs> so now every time I watch the show and I see people doing that and I see them like swinging off stuff, I see them climbing stuff. I, I, all I see is me doing that one day. I don't know if anyone that like plays sports has the same vision that I have. But if you, if you get where I'm coming from, when you're watching people do something that you want to do one day, you don't envision those people doing it. You envision what it's going to be like when you're finally there. That's yeah, that's really inspiring. And I love that you have, you can see yourself there because I feel like you have to have a certain amount of confidence to be able to see yourself in a in in your goal, basically in your your dream occupation, your dream whatever you want to call it, you know. So for you to be able to see yourself in that is is amazing, and I, I love that you're able to really put yourself where you, where you want to be in life. From from the time I was born, I've always known I wanted to do like big things. I didn't want to just settle to be average, and. I've always like envisioned myself whenever I say that I want to like do something, I want to be something. I've always started out with, I want to be there one day. So how am I going to get there? There's no like, what am I going to do if this doesn't work? It's always just been, how am I going to get there? Cause I already see myself making it. So what do you, do you think how you're living your life right now? You're making a difference in the world. To be honest with you, I think that I'm trying to, I will, I hate to say that I think I am because I feel like the moment I tell myself I am that like makes me like not put in more effort. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah. Like you'll be complacent with where you are in life. Yeah. I've, I never want to give myself that scapegoat. I've always been like, so I'm doing this, but how can I get better? I already asked you what you're most proud of in life. So do you think your direct your life is going in the direction that you want it to right now? I love that. I think probably ever since huh, ever since like this actually ever since like COVID happened, I think yeah, which is kind of weird to say, but like I don't think a lot of people understand like the it's it's a terrible situation that the world's in right now. It's also a unique situation. And through this whole pandemic, through like all the like, you know, shelter in place stuff and like having so little, you kind of like realize just how much you can make with just a little. And I feel like I was forced to finally confront everything that I've been scared to do in life and like finally like have the confidence to face it and like start doing stuff I want to do. Yeah, that's definitely relatable. And for me, I had, I mean, I think a lot of people ended up with all of this time that, I mean, starting in basically the middle of March, everything got shut down and I, I found myself with all this time. I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I started kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. I started playing around with this idea of this podcast and, you know, finally it's come together, but 
it's you know it, it, it the time is what you make of it and I think for you to finally f- like figure out exactly what you not exactly what you want to do but to kind of like launch yourself into the direction that you want to go in life is awesome if I could actually talk about one thing real quick just so that yeah, like stands out to me so during COVID um I don't know how like much you know about gym terminology but me and one other of my friends we're both trying to do a cutting phase which is like when you try and cut down fat you want to like really show a more defined physique stuff like that and one of the things that goes with that is running well i was work i'm i was working still fortunate enough and I was still doing school online so I didn't really have time throughout the day and my buddy like just couldn't get motivated well actually I shouldn't say that he was motivated but he just like needed that like extra motivation to keep pushing because he was going for some high goals he wanted to like do like 40 miles a week this and that and he did it and I'm super impressed by that But what happened was we ended up meeting at a park at like five in the morning and it'd be rainy some days, it'd be snowy some days. And we just started running just every single day. And these weren't like small runs. Like we'd have like some runs would be up to eight miles in the morning at 5 a.m. And then after that, we do some push-ups, some pull-ups, just different stuff. And we finally got back to the gym, like, I want to say, like, last month. And everyone comes walking in the gym. And and people were coming up to my buddy a lot and, like, really, like, complimenting him, this and that. And, like, that's just something that, like, really, like, sticks out to me. Because when we walked into the gym, you could see really who was, like, the most motivated to like stay in shape, who really cared, who really like worked and made the most out of what was going on in that situation. And it was just like such a rewarding thing to think back on all the stuff we did to keep ourselves in shape. And just like in the end, see how much that hard work paid off in the end. How did you, how did you kind of measure how far you had come from um, before you started running? When I first started running with my buddy, I want to say it was it was hard to like push three miles. And the week before the gym opened, I decided I was really going to put myself to the test. Just one final week of running before I get back in the gym. And that final week, I ran 42 miles going from like barely scratching 10 miles a week to getting like 42 miles a week was just, it was insane. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I'm on my high school cross country and track team, you know, I run and 42 miles is a lot. That's, that's impressive. So kudos to you for doing that and your friend also. Thank you. And I think, I think a lot of people, like when I first told myself I'm going to do 42 miles, I was like, Ah, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going to knock this out. And I don't think people really understand like 
how much 42 miles is because like when you're driving in a car a mile doesn't seem that much when you start running you're like oh my god what did i do to myself yeah so did you start when you started off running did you start with the initial goal of hitting 42 miles by the time that you could get back in the gym or how did you measure your or how did you come up with your goal so the biggest thing i wanted to do was work on speed and me and my buddy my buddy alex uh me and alex ended up side by side running three miles together and we hit just under 18 minutes so we got like a six something mile per per mile which was insane that was the fastest like three mile i've ever run in my life and so when that happened i want to say that was beginning of may and as far as we knew we were still going to be in lockdown until like september so we like i think we both like started making different goals for ourselves and my goal was i've got the speed but i want to build endurance i want to see just how long i can run and so it just it progressed from like i'm gonna run 20 miles a week eventually i started doing 30 miles a week and when i finally like was gonna do 42 miles that week i was i think i was averaging about 30 a week so i was like it's it's only a jump by 12 miles and I think I can do it. So did your goal evolve as you um, became kind of aware of your strengths and weaknesses throughout running? Yeah, it, it kind of did. Um, one of the biggest things that I didn't know about a lot of people that run is that a lot of people get shin splints. And, <laughs> yes. yes. And I kid you not, a lot of people are kind of surprised when I say this. I can't, I don't think I've ever had shin splints in my life. Really? So like, I feel like to a, to a point, I feel like that kind of gave me a little bit of an advantage, but I never really like had like the set goal at the beginning of it. I was just kind of like, you know what, let me just start here and just see where it leads. Yeah. So what legacy do you want people to remember you remember you by after you're gone? I just want to, you know, I just want to have people be inspired. I want to have people motivated. I look around at so many different people and every time I do something like whether it be in the gym or running 42 miles a week or, you know, doing anything like a podcast or stuff. Like every, every time I do something like that, someone tells me, oh, I could never do that. And I've always told anyone that gives me that response, yes, you can. You just got to put your mind to it. And I think that's like the biggest thing I want people to remember me by. That's why I started up my podcast because I didn't want anyone to be complacent i didn't want anyone to like think they couldn't achieve what they wanted to achieve i know so many people that have had bad experiences bad lives 
And all they really needed was someone there to tell them what they could do. And I guess that's just like the, the biggest thing that I've always lived by. And I, I'm going to kick myself because I forget who said it. Maybe you know who said it. But someone once said, be the change you want to see in the world. So I think that might have been Gandhi, maybe. Pretty sure. But continue. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd have to look it up. I, I, I can memorize whatever quote, but I cannot memorize who said it. But that's like the biggest thing I've always kept with me is like, I want to inspire people. I want to change this whole, I can't do something to, I can do something mindset. Right. Would you ever consider a career in um, motivational speaking? Funny you mentioned that. As we speak, I'm actually currently in the process of building a business within motivational speaking. No way. That's so cool. Yep. So uh, I don't know if you're interested in uh, marketing, it, but um, I'm going to have the website. I'm hoping to have my website set up around mid-September. I'm still working through some things logistic-wise. But I'm planning on doing some life coaching, uh, trying to get a couple gigs for motivational speaking. And I just want to, you know, I'm not concerned about the money or where it takes me. I just want to impact as many lives as possible. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate your sharing of your expertise and motivational speaking, your inspiring story. And I wish you the best of luck in the future. I wish you the best of luck with the podcast. You do an amazing job. Hey, everyone. I hope you all were as inspired as I was by Brian's story. Stay tuned for more episodes and follow this podcast at Perspectives the Podcast on Instagram to stay updated on episode releases. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you all in the next one.